It's August 9th, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. Chris Cotnor is out on special assignment. Our top stories today? Chinese and Taiwanese warships are continuing a standoff around the median line this morning, a source familiar with the situation told Reuters. The standoff comes as China has held additional military exercises following U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's trip to Taiwan. Taiwan has started its own long-scheduled drills today, firing howitzer artillery out to the sea in the southern city of Pingtung. U.S. Undersecretary of Defense for Policy Colin Call also said the U.S. military would continue to carry out voyages through the Taiwan Strait in the coming weeks. However, a Pentagon official said on Monday that Washington was sticking to its assessment that China would not try to invade Taiwan for the next two years. It's important to remember that America has been doing freedom of navigation operations in the region for years, and Taiwan's drills were scheduled prior to the current crisis. So these moves aren't as escalatory as they may appear. However, the lack of communication between all sides remains concerning. The more military hardware that is moving in the same region, the greater the likelihood of mistakes and miscalculations. It should be a diplomatic priority for the United States to reestablish military-to-military dialogue with China before a standoff in the Straits turns into something much worse. The European Union's emergency gas plan went into force today, with member states being asked to reduce their gas use and work towards filling gas storage ahead of winter. The plan had been introduced to counter the shortfall of supply that would arise if Russia were to cut off its delivery of gas amid tensions over Moscow's invasion of Ukraine. EU member states are being asked to voluntarily reduce gas consumption by 15% between August 1st and March 31st as compared to the average consumption in the same period during the past five years. Under the plan, which was approved by EU energy ministers in late July, the savings targets could be made mandatory in case of a supply emergency although there are a number of opt-outs for various countries and companies. Voters are headed to the polls today in Kenya following an intense presidential campaign. The frontrunners are ex-Prime Minister Rayla Odinga and Deputy President William Ruto. The outgoing president, Uhuru Kenyatta, is backing his former foe, Mr. Odinga, after falling out with his own deputy. Mr. Ruto told the BBC that, I think for the first time in the history of multi-party democracy in Kenya, all the candidates have undertaken that they will accept the outcome of the results. A dispute over election results in 2007 led to weeks of violence, leading to the deaths of an estimated 1,200 people and forced about 600,000 people to flee from their homes. And in 2017, the presidential election had to be rerun after the Supreme Court ruled that illegalities and irregularities had taken place. 
Elsewhere, a Lebanon-based buyer rejected the first grain shipment out of Ukraine via the Black Sea, according to the Ukrainian embassy in Lebanon. The embassy tweeted that, according to the information of the shipper, the final buyer in Lebanon refused to accept the cargo due to the delay of delivery terms, which was more than five months, adding that the shipper is now looking for another consignee. It can either be in Lebanon or another country. The Rosny is carrying about 26,000 tons of corn and is currently in the Mediterranean near the Turkish coast, according to shipping data. So far, 10 ships have departed from Ukraine's three Black Sea ports under the Black Sea Agreement. A deadly fire that began at a large oil storage facility in western Cuba spread on Monday, threatening to plunge the island into a deeper energy crisis as it forced officials to shut down a key thermoelectric plant. Flames around dawn enveloped a third tank that firefighters had tried to cool as they struggled to fight the massive blaze in the western province of Matanza which was started by lightning that struck one of the facility's eight tanks on Friday night. The blaze comes as Cuba struggles through a deep economic crisis and faces frequent power outages amid a sweltering summer, issues that unleashed unprecedented anti-government protests last year. At least eight people have died and 14 others have been injured, as flooding caused by torrential rains hit parts of South Korea's capital, Seoul. Heavy downpours on Monday night submerged roads, flooded metro stations, and caused blackouts across the city and neighboring provinces. Some areas received the highest rate of rainfall in 80 years, Korea's meteorological agency said. Weather officials say the rain was likely to continue over several days. Sri Lanka has asked China to defer a port of call of a scientific research ship after security concerns were reportedly raised by neighboring India. The foreign ministry said in a statement Monday night that the Chinese vessel Yuan Wang 5 was scheduled to arrive at the southern Hambantota port on Thursday and staying until August 17th for replenishment purposes. But in light of the need for further consultations, the government asked the Chinese embassy in Colombo to defer the ship's arrival. The ministry did not give any specific reason, but India's security concerns over the presence of the ship close to its southern borders could be a likely reason. The situation put Sri Lanka between a rock and a hard place diplomatically because India has provided crucial assistance to Sri Lanka, including food, fuel, medicines, and cooking gas as it struggles with an economic meltdown amid a severe foreign currency crisis. While at the same time, China's agreement to restructure its infrastructure loans to Sri Lanka is vital for the country to be able to reach a bailout program with the International Monetary Fund. In lighter news, the DSR Daily Brief's Weird Jobs Board remains robust. Casper, a mattress firm, is seeking professional sleepers 
to get paid for taking naps and documenting the experience on social media. These Casper sleepers must be willing to snooze in Casper stores and in unexpected places out in the world. The listing says ideal candidates should have exceptional sleeping ability, the desire to sleep as much as possible, and an ability to sleep through anything. Applications are being accepted through August 11th. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. Last weekend, we spoke with David Sachs of the Council on Foreign Relations about China and Taiwan. Go to the DSRnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into Deep State Radio tonight to hear David Rothkoff talk with Mark Hurtling, David Sanger, and Michael Weiss about the war in Ukraine. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.